0: get baptized if you know someone, one of your friends who hasn't been. Is that cool? Awesome. You can sign up. You can use the QR code um, on the screen or you can head out to the info stations and the team will help you there. Beautiful. Brilliant.
1: Thanks, Amber. Hey, we had a awesome morning yesterday at the Influential event and uh, just a great morning. Super inspiring just to hear stories of People within our church who are out in the community, out in the marketplace, doing great things for God. I just want to encourage everybody: Influential is running great events and different uh, ways to connect all throughout the year. And I want to encourage anybody who's passionate about the marketplace, reaching their workplace for God, doing something significant for the kingdom in whatever sphere you're in, be a part of Influential, be encouraged, be inspired. And also, if you're a, a teenager or a young adult, and you're, you're interested in business or maybe starting a side hustle, Influential is going to be running a, um, a side hustlers gathering regularly through the year. If you're interested in that, we really want to encourage you to plug into what they're doing. Um, you can get more information at influential.org and that'll be a great blessing to you. Are there any uh, girls in the house this morning? Come on. Well, we've got our Sisterhood Night happening this Wednesday. It is 30 to 8.30, and it is going to be a great night. I don't want any women in church to miss it. It's $20 for adults, $10 for teenagers, and a great opportunity to invite people, bring your friends, invite your family, and uh, all the girls are going to have a great night at Sisterhood this Wednesday. And then Mother's Day is uh, on the 8th of May, so not next Sunday, the one after, you've still got time to get a gift, but the 8th of May, we've got a great morning in church planned for Mother's Day. We want to really celebrate um, all the mums in church, all the mother figures in church. And uh, what's a great thing to do on Mother's Day uh, is mums, invite your friends and your family and your kids to come to Mother's Day as maybe their gift to you for that day. If you have a a son or a daughter that doesn't normally come to church, say, for Mother's Day, come and sit with me in church. It's a a great way for people to hear a message about Jesus on Mother's Day. Um, Lastly, we do have a change of service times kicking in for winter, and this starts next week. Everyone say next week. Next week. So our Friday and our chapel services are staying the same time, 7pm and 4pm, but our Sunday morning services will be 9am and 11am. And uh, if you do struggle already to be at church on time, just keep coming at the normal time you'd come and you'll be smack bang uh, on time to get a coffee. Uh, But yeah, we'll see you next week, even though the services at 11. We'll see you at 10.30 next week for a bit of fellowship and a flat white and then we'll come in and worship God. Hey, we're really excited because uh, for the first time in in uh, over two years, um, Pastor Jared's able to go now and visit our other church locations all over the world. So he's going to be beginning some uh, ministry trips uh, very soon, starting next week. He's going to be able to visit our church in Hamburg, in Lusaka, and in Melbourne. And uh, what's really exciting too is we're just finalizing the land we're purchasing in Lusaka, and so um, Pastor is going to be able to go over there, bring support to the team, and preach and and do some great things with the team. there. But he's he's preparing for a trip, and we would love to as a church just pray for him pray for the trip pray in advance that god would just go before him and be with him and so could we all stand church we're just going to invite the pastoral team and the vision team to come up and uh, just pray for pastor jared as he gets ready to go and uh, visit all of our churches so awesome thanks pastor Vince. god i'm trying to wrestle with my mask there can get it off Fantastic, let's just pray. Let's gather around,
0: let's pray. Why don't we shout a hand? We're going to pray for Pastor Jared as he travels. Father, we thank you so much
1: for Pastor And Thank you, God, as we send him, Lord, we're actually going too. So, Father, thank you He's representing this house, Lord, as he goes. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that you've called him and anointed him, Lord, to sow something
0: into all of our locations. Lord, I know it's going to bring such an encouragement to all of our location pastors, all of our teams. Father, we thank you too that Pastor Jared is a soul winner. Wherever he goes and he preaches, people get saved. So, Father, we declare many people come into faith God, in our locations as Pastor Jared visits. And Father, I pray, Lord, that as he goes, or as he gives, God, I pray it also receive. Father, I pray, build him up, Lord, speak to him during this time. God, I pray, Lord, bless him in all of his flights and the logistics of it, God. I just pray supernatural grace, supernatural favour, God. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. And uh, yeah, as uh, the team just said, I'm going to be leaving next Saturday afternoon to go to Melbourne, get there late at night and then straight into church Sunday morning and be in Melbourne for the following week and be in church again. And then I'm going to fly out that night off to Zambia and go and be with our church, which I haven't seen for two years and two months which is a long time right now not to be with our church there. So really looking forward to seeing them. And probably half the church will be brand new now. So, <laughs> so I look forward to seeing all the new, new family. And then I'm going to be uh, on the land as well. And hopefully uh, uh, I'm going to be able to get on the land and then we're going to somehow work it so I get to let you have a look around, have my camera or something. We'll do something. So uh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, so it's going to be good. So thanks for your prayers. And I would like to right now pray for you. So that would be really good. Somebody just lift your hands out to the Lord. I want to pray over you right now and uh, anybody who's at home and anybody around the world who's tuning in today just want to pray for you as well so father i just lift everybody lord right now global heart church here in perth but lord of also in our locations father in in uh, melbourne and in germany and in zambia father just pray lord right now be with everybody everybody at home lord right now can't be in our service today we just pray father be with them pray lord let your anointing be on everybody richly pray father for a rich anointing rich faith, Lord, in every believer to believe you. Father, and I pray, fill everybody with power. Thank you, Lord, that uh, this Christian walk is not a religious one. It's a power-filled one. So I pray, Lord, fill everybody afresh with your power, with your anointing. And I pray, Lord, help us all this year in 2022 to really be on a great discovery. We're in miracle territory. Lord, and I I pray that and declare that over everybody, over their body, over their, their home, their job, their business, their family. Let there be miracles. Keep everybody safe and protected. And I pray too, Lord, that we would discover, Lord, their kingdom purpose in your house and then their kingdom purpose out in the community, out in the city. Father, I pray that now, Lord, and let everybody fill with great purpose, Lord. We're not here to waste our time. We're here actually to walk in your purpose and your predestined plan. So I pray, Father, let everybody have a fresh sense of the amazing plan you have for them. Father, let us not beat ourselves up or Lord, help us not to stay on the fringe of what you're doing. But I pray, Lord, we get in the middle where your blessing is, your healing is, your favour is, Father. And I pray that you would do something mighty in and through everybody, both now and in the months and years to come. I pray it and I declare it in Jesus' mighty name and everybody said together. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a great hand, everybody. Give the Lord a great hand. Amen. Then you can just uh, elbow somebody or just uh, say hi to another person and grab your seats. Thanks, team, up here this morning leading us. Wow, well, great to have you in church today on uh, this Anzac weekend. And um, just want to encourage everybody that we're in a great season and uh, if you can't give me your prayers, I'd really appreciate that as I go. Uh, what was really nice uh, is we're seeing even in our services uh, now around the world, there's just miracles are happening and uh, God's just bringing in key people and people are getting saved and just already great things are happening, but do pray for them. Melbourne's had such a challenging time and uh, I really just am blessed by those guys over there and their, you know, their consistency and faithfulness you know, they arrived as Melbourne was in a a lockdown, and um, it's been very, very challenging for them to leave Perth, leave all their friends and family here, and go and uh, be there in that lockdown period, and then, uh, you know, dealing with what they've been dealing with, and then trying to start church. And so I really uh, just commend them all. So if you want to send anybody in Melbourne a message and just encourage them, that would be great. And uh, particularly, obviously, Pastor Eli and Fatima, but they're doing really a fantastic job. And then last week, uh, I think they had 50 people, as we've just started up, and 50 people were in church. And uh, I love uh, Pastor Eli's barber has got saved. And uh, so that might help with uh, discount haircuts now for the rest of his life. So that's awesome. And uh, so, yeah, so really good things are happening there. But, uh, and just remember, too, you know, the gospel is costly. Yeah. The gospel is costly. You can't uh, build God's kingdom without some cost. And uh, if you're a Christian, don't ever think that there's not going to be any cost to this kingdom. It's the kingdom of sacrifice. But as you pay a cost and as you sacrifice, you see the miracles, you experience God's blessing, and you have fulfillment that most people on the planet don't have because you're right in the center of God's will and purpose for your life at that moment. But it is costly. And uh, at times in the kingdom, there's times to just patiently be quiet And continue journeying forward in Jesus' name. So if anybody who's been there will know what I'm talking about, you just have to go right, get a grip, (laughs) and continue to serve right now. And do what the Lord's asked you to do when uh, it's not what you would call the most wonderful feelings. And I would say those guys have done that super well over there. Um, You know, leaving us all here and uh, our beautiful beaches and then being locked in an apartment in Melbourne for months and months. Uh, that's got some challenge to it, right? So, uh, yeah. But anyway, I'm going to uh, start talking to you uh, on a new per- a new series, which is part two of the other series. <laughs> so if you haven't heard any of my message, I've been talking about God's kingdom purpose for you in the house of God. And it's so important, if you haven't heard it, try and hear it. Of course, if you've heard me now, 41 years as a Christian, but around the world, being a pastor and being involved in things around the world for 34 years this year, end of the year will be 34 years as a pastor, I meet so many Christians who really do not understand at all, to be honest, <laughs> that uh, God has a kingdom purpose for you in the house of God and a kingdom purpose for you in the community, in the city. And so I'll say to people, what are you doing? And they're like, I'm praying about it. And I'm like, how long have you been praying about it? And when I drill down, where's all my forensic friends? You drill down, you discover they've been praying about it for 20 years. When really, no, 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 you put your hand to the plow and you find out, you ask, where can I help in God's house? Where can I help in God's house? Where can I help in God's house? And as you do, and you come with the motive of, I'm here to help, God then journeys you into his purpose in his house and then out of his house. And, um, so yes, yeah, so on your seat, hopefully, I think in this service, they're there again. If you weren't here the week I gave these out, I made have a kingdom purpose card because I want you to honor your life. I want you to honor your value. Get your phones out if you need to take a, a photo of this because you're completely valuable to God, but you're also completely valuable in God's house, in His church. And, um, you know, Acts 20, 28, I didn't bring this out in my series. Why did I not bring the scripture out? What's wrong with me? But in Acts 20:28, 20, it says to us, "Be on guard. Um, you know, be wise with God's house." And it says in Acts 20:28, 20, "Because Jesus purchased the church with His own blood." And I haven't got that scripture up there for you. Sorry about that. But Acts 20:28 20, says that God purchased the church with His own blood. So if you don't have a good connection with the church, you're really missing the point because he purchased the church with his own blood. His own blood bought the church. So our church here, Jesus purchased it with his own blood that you and I from backgrounds, from atheists and whatever we all were, and some of us had Christian heritages, thank God for that, but... Coming together in God's plan, the Bible says God purchased us with His own blood. That's incredible. So whatever you do in God's house, which I did talk about in our series, no matter what it is, even if it seems like a mundane task to you, when you do it unto God who purchased His church with His own blood, it becomes sacred. Everything these guys did today, sacred. Everybody doing the technical right now, it's sacred unto God, in his house because he purchased the church with his own blood. Like, <laughs> my gosh, isn't that incredible? So um, so I want everybody with that card that you've got to look at it. And if you know already, I've put a couple of lines there to put, what is my kingdom purpose in God's house? I want you to write on there what it is and then take it home and have it on your dresser. I don't know, have it somewhere where you can see it. Here is my kingdom purpose in God's house now. And as you heard me before, that may change as the years go by. Sue and I were faithful, you know, serving our home group leaders and then faithful to do what we were, hey, what would be helpful in church. And they'd say, hey, could you help here? God progressed us and, if you like, moved us along a journey for us to be doing what we're ultimately doing today. But we had to start back there. Hey, we're just here to help. What can we do to help? Parents, the greatest thing you can ever do is teach your children and position your children to be great servants in God's house. But that will never happen if you don't first position yourself. And then I believe that my boys are in their destiny. I believe that, and it will increasingly unfold because Sue and I first positioned our heart, then positioned our body in service in the house of God. So if you are doing that, parents, if you think your children are going to get into God's calling easily, you're crazy. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It's, you, it's most of the time, 90% of the time, it will because a parent positioned themselves. And actual fact, even when I, I just said to Spencer, my mum got me to church <laughs> because I had no money. I drank it all. And she got me to church on Mother's Day, first time, because, and because she said to me, okay, if you come to church with me, because I was like, I'm never going to your church. And she said, you don't have to give me a Mother's Day present, a Christmas present, or a birthday present if you come to church this time this year. And I was like economically minded, (laughs) went. That's three presents. I'll come, and then I said, "Uh, "You've got 25 minutes. I'll sit there for 25 minutes." (laughs) So, and the Lord said, "I'll take that 25 minutes." You know, so I'll take that. But that's how I came to church. So, mums, remember my mother? She I ditched three gifts. It was good for me, but out of that, I got born again. So it was great. But uh, even there, you know, my mum was in her kingdom purpose, number one, as a parent, get my children saved. But then she positioned herself as a servant in God's house, and then I saw her do that, which impacted me. Everybody's impacting everybody. Parents, you impact your children. You impact your children. Why have his... I'm I'm going on a little side tangent for the parents. Why have your children have to look at a Christian leader to get into their destiny And follow their example when they could follow their parents. Why do so many Christian kids have to look at somebody else, mum and dad, because they can't look at you, yet you're a Christian? I think that's a little bit sad. I think they need to look at their parent and go, my parent, whatever they're doing is dynamic in God's kingdom. You You may be working in our tech team with love and faithfulness and going, this is a sacred mission. And if you do that well, you will be an inspiration to your children wanting to serve the Lord as well. But detached parents, detached parents, and I'm not from a Christian background, detached parents detach their children from their calling. Will I go a little bit deeper, Pastor Spencer? Can they cope with it? I reckon around the world there's a whole lot of people like me and Spencer come from really broken backgrounds that God saved to do what many Christian families were meant to do, but they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't pay the cost. And they settled into a Christianity that was costless. And the Lord said, "How? what am I going to do? How am I going to get this happening, get that church growing? Well, I can't get the Christians to move i better go to the highways and byways and get a drug addict and a prostitute and a crazy kid. Isn't that funny? Do you think about that stuff? I do. I think about all those things. Why, God, did you have to go and get them? Why them? Why them? Why them? And he said to me, my people wouldn't do it. Christians. Christians. I'm now a Christian with longevity, right? 40 years now. But I'm not off the hook. I have to go right, keep going, 60's coming, (laughs) I know, you can't believe it, right, (laughs) 60's coming, but I'm not off the hook, I've got to go, keep going, keep stepping up, and uh, our German campus pastors told me that, if you're online watching Matisse today, thank you so much. (laughs) <laughs> Matthias said to me with a very German way, Pastor Jared, as you head to 60, we, didn't, we don't need you to settle down now. <laughs> Thank you, Matthias. <laughs> Och <"Ochtung,"> he said. <laughs> oh, get up. I was like, right, I'll continue as I was. So I say that to say, life is short. Yeah. Let's all make our impact. And uh, have yours up. And if you don't know what it is, do the QR code, take a photo of that. You guys can put it up one more time if they didn't get it. And we'll help you discover what it is. But you need to know there's my kingdom purpose. The devil can't get into your head easily if you know your kingdom purpose in God's house. If you know your kingdom purpose in God's house, uh, you getting attacked during the week, you know you are. But if you're in God's kingdom purpose, and we can help you discover that in this season. You might be leading a home a connect group now for 10 years where you love 12 people for 10 years. That is an incredibly important, wonderful ministry. That is so important. Maybe that's it. But the devil can't get into your head if you're walking in God's purpose in God's house. The devil struggles to get in your head if you're in your kingdom purpose out in the world, in the city, in the He struggles to get in. But most of us can't. What's your kingdom purpose in the house? Uh, um, uh. Watch Kingdom purpose out in the city. Oh, gee. The enemy goes, I love this Christian. I can just take over their head and heart full time because it's filled with nothing. Devil can't get in with purpose-filled Christians. Can't get in. Because I've got too many purposes in the house, too many purposes out in the world. He can attack, but he's struggling. You know, he's struggling. You want to see what I'm saying? So if you've got that card by your bedside, there's my kingdom purpose in God's house. We'll get to your kingdom purpose in the community and the city as we go along. You know, in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible tells us in, I think it's verse 28. Genesis 1:28 says, Then God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Everybody, in Genesis chapter 1, the book of beginnings, God's first uh, uh, declarations that he was making over us, over you and I, over Adam and Eve, was be fruitful. Be fruitful. You are called to fruitfulness in your life. You are called to have fruitful relationships. You are called to have uh, fruitful friendships. If you end up having your own family, you're called to have a fruitful family. You're called to be fruitful in the church and you're called to be fruitful out in the community, out in the city. You are called to be fruitful. Make a plan for it. <laughs> and what we've got to do is get around other people who are also fruitful. If you want to be fruitful, get around other people who are fruitful. Let other people come along like bees and, you know, kind of a. Uh, what are they doing? They're doing something to you. <laughs> What's the word? Where's James when you need him? Pollinating you. That's it. Let somebody come along and pollinate you with fruitfulness. And that's why we've got to be wise with our relationships and friendships because people are pollinating you, who you hang with. It just depends what you what with. What do you want? So I want people around me who are going to help me get out of my old life, get out of my sin life, get out of my broken life, and be fruitful. And then the Bible says, and multiply. Jesus wants you to multiply. He wants you to multiply on the planet. He wants you to have a multiplication effect. And, uh, and can I encourage you, the, the gifts and talents God's put in your life, He wants you to multiply those in others. I said in the last service, and it's so true, and I need you to get this, every person here has unique talents and gifts. But most of us and most of you think everybody can do what you do, and they can't. Most people here think, oh, what I do, it's really easy. Everybody can do it. Then others do it, and they're just stumbling, and they're aggro, and they can't do it, and they're frustrated. What you do, you didn't come up with. What you do, God gave you those gifts and talents. You're not a cricket in a primordial soup billions of years ago that in the slime pit suddenly became a frog who then swam and became a fish. You then came up, became this lizard that developed wings, and then you flew, and then you became a gorilla, and then you made it to Lakeside June up and you got in for a half-price discount, shave and blow wave and, and shampoo, and then suddenly out of that soup you came into church, and here you are. Wrong. <laughs> You are made, the Bible says, in the image and likeness of God. That's what the Bible says. You're made in the image and the likeness of God. That's why people are so incredible, so complex. You are complex. How many of you know you're complex? (laughs) Who's sitting next to somebody who's extremely complex? (laughs) And don't we love it because aren't they interesting? How interesting is everybody? Come on, how interesting is everybody? But we're all so different, also unique. But listen, you have unique talents and abilities that God's given you, not for you. They're actually not just for you. God wants you fulfilled. Let me just tell you that straight off the bat. God wants you fulfilled. But He's actually given you those things that you might be used by him to be a blessing and a help to other people, which is actually where fulfillment is. And um, I didn't bring my phone up, but I liked yesterday, um, Nathan put a quote up from Jim Carrey. Everybody knows Jim Carrey, the Grinch comedian, movie star. And his quote yesterday, which Nathan put up, Jim Carrey said this. He said, I wish everybody became rich and famous and had every opportunity and could do everything they want to do like I have He said, because when they get rich and famous and money and have everything that I have, they'll realize that it means nothing. Jim Carrey, the revelation has come. Everybody, it doesn't matter what you do job-wise or business-wise, all you guys chasing the dollar continually, girls chasing the dollar, this, that, the other, all of it ultimately, when you get there, You'll be like Paul McCartney when he was at the top of his career, coming out of the Beatles and into Wings, and he was famous and he was loaded and he got to the top and he said, I got to the top and I looked over and it terrified me, Paul McCartney said, because there was nothing there. Listen, everybody, what they're looking for is what you are doing this morning. It's the place you're sitting in. It's the house of God. It's the kingdom of God. This is what they're looking for. They just don't know it. They just don't know it. And so I love Ephesians in the Message Bible, chapter 1, which says that the church is not peripheral to the world. We're not on the fringe of the world. The world is on the fringe of what God is doing in the church. That's why media is terrified of the church. The media lose their minds over the church. That's why every Eastern Christmas, they have to show you the oldest church with the oldest pastor in the oldest building that they can show you Eastern Christmas. Here's church in Perth and they got people. (laughs) Look, there's nothing wrong with being old. There's nothing wrong with older style buildings. Listen, but they're trying to show you something they want to tell you is weak, is small, and is old. When God's church is alive... And prosperous, and doing well, and healthy, and filled with everybody, all all people. But they want to know they can't show you. The media loses their minds, because if they show the church around the world, it's amazing. It's incredible. It's incredible what God is doing in villages that I've been in, in a big church, a small church. God's doing an amazing job. But we're in the middle of it, By being planted in God's house, and then God says, be fruitful and multiply. Can I encourage you? Multiply what's on your life. Find out your gifts. Find out your talents. Ask questions. If you find out what your two top talents are, and you do them and use them, people will pay you for them. Whatever your top two talents are, find out what are they. Don't tell yourself what they are. Ask people what they are. A lot of people say, well, I'm called to do this. Really? Let's see what other people think. You've heard me over the years talk about pop stars and Australian Idol and all these shows. And the parents are off to the side. Oh my gosh, my daughter or son's going to sing. And they get up there and the kid can't sing for peanuts. And the parents are like, oh, vote them through. I'm like, I want to go and slap those parents. (laughs) What is wrong with you? Your child can't sing. And that's not bad. That's just not their gift. And now you've shamed them before the nations and YouTube forevermore (laughs) by putting them up there and saying, oh my gosh, they think, no, that's some weird thing where you want your kid to love you because you're cheering them on in a gift they don't have. I know, wise, right? We need to get wise and say, what do our children's gifts, what do they actually have? And then steer them in their gift, help them in their gift. Do you know that you're brilliant with computers? Oh my gosh, that's an amazing gift. Find out their gifts, not imaginary gifts. Also, don't torture your children and parents by saying, hey, you're going to be a doctor just like dad, and the kid hates medicine. That's called torturing your child. That's called that child not coming to dinner. That's called you're not going to the wedding. <laughs> if you want to go to the wedding, find out their gift and celebrate their gift. Oh, my gosh. Some, you know, Because you have a culture that's gone on for 4 billion years doesn't mean it's right just means people keep implementing it. Ooh. Anyway, this is good this morning. <laughs> this is helpful. Anyway, so we are got to help our children. We've got to help. <laughs> but you've got to find out what's your gifts, what's your talents. Um, you know, because uh, I use London as an example. When we were in London years ago, and we had two uh, singers, uh, black American amazing singers who were in the shows, and they uh, were fantastic people. And then one day... Um, Michael Brown, the lady, said to me, she goes, Pastor, I'm going to get all the singers in church, all these people. And we had a, the church was small then. She's like, these people are going to get them all singing with me. And I went, huh? She said, oh, I'm going to get more singing. And I'm going to get them all up on the stage and we'll all sing together. And I was like, well, I heard a few of them last week singing near me. <laughs> I was like, um, I said, you do know everybody can't sing like you. And she said, oh, no, they just need a little bit of help and a little bit of and her name's Michael Brown I go Michael you know that's not really true and she said no leave it with me I'm going to do a three-month course so about 10 weeks into the course I went up and said how's that singing training going with the people she said Phew. she said you know we're still trying to hit the melody pastor it's <laughs> so we're trying to land on the note and I said to Michael, see, you, your life now is in an environment of top singers. So because that's where you dwell, you think everybody can. And she said, I now know that. <laughs> so I said, what are you going to do with the choir? She said, shrink it. <laughs> I said, all the best. Keep my name out of it. Anyway, everybody, people can't do what you can do. People can't do what you can do. People can't do what you can do. You can't do what I can do. Some of you did what I'm doing. You lose your mind. (laughs) You can't do what I do. But if I try and do what you do, probably lose my mind as well. I see people sitting reading computer books this thick with code. You are a sick puppy. (laughs) No, you're not. You're a genius. A lot of you are geniuses. I can't do that at all. I get near it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is not my God-given gift. You're a genius, yeah. and that's your gifting, and I'm having humor there. That's humor, everybody, humor, being fun, because to me, it's, I just can't do that. But to you, you're like, I love it. I want to eat it. I want more of this. Why? That is not um, <laughs> evolution. That is your God-given gifts. God's designed you like that. So, celebrate you. Tell yourself, I am amazing. <laughs> but then tell yourself, be humble with what God's given you. And use it wisely and use it carefully. And, uh, and by the way, multiplying uh, means usually two people. Today we want to bypass that on planet Earth. But it means two people. You've got to have two people to multiply, Bible says in Corinthians, first the natural, then the spiritual. First the natural, then the spiritual. The Bible's telling us you've got to have relationships to multiply, right, in the natural. So, and we're now, as I said, bypassing that medically. But it's true for the body, it's true for the spirit. God's saying if you want to multiply what's on your life, you have to be in relationship. And so in God's kingdom, Proverbs 18.1 says this, the man or woman who isolates themselves Seeks their own desire, rages against all sound judgment and understanding. So you can be a Christian who knows that the Bible says we're a body and makes the analogy that you have a part to play in the body, you're a finger, a toe, an arm, whatever we are, but you're separate, and then the Bible says of your life where you're meant to be fruitful and fulfilled and multiplying. That when you're independent and you make decisions always as a Christian on your own and no one's involved in your life and you do everything as a Christian separately, Proverbs 81 says that man, that woman, if that's what you're choosing as a believer who goes to church, you rage against all wisdom, sound judgment and understanding. Rage against it. Isn't that incredible? So for all of us who got burnt in their childhoods, where's all my friends all had very difficult or abusive childhoods or neglectful childhoods, one of the things that you as a Christian have to get is it it sends you to be independent and do your thing, but that is the opposite of the kingdom. That is the spirit of Antichrist. The spirit of Christ is interdependence. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, co-equal, co-existent, co-eternal, yet Jesus submits himself to the Father. There's a submission and an accountability right there. So if you want to move away from the antichrist spirit, I do, (laughs) I had to move myself and say, Lord, help me now to become a team player and accountable. And because of that, you get together with other people, you come into unity in God's house, and then your ministry in your job and your business in the world, there's power and anointing that's not there when you're just doing your thing. But when you're doing God's thing, he anoints it with power and with grace, and it begins to impact out in the community. It impacts the church. It impacts your family. It impacts your friends. And then it begins to impact, hello, the world for Christ. So the power is in interdependence. So if you want to multiply, become interdependent. God wants multiplication. In fact, that's God's creative mandate. God gave us a creative mandate, be fruitful. Be fruitful, multiply. And even now, you, you guys, like in our church, I made a decision some years ago now, and I'm with Dave and the rest of the vision team saying to them, look, I really feel this. I started to say I'm going to put up uh, 10 preachers at church. We've now got like 12. Do you know we have 12, pastor, uh, 12 people who preach at church? Well, a lot of churches have one preacher, one couple, and they're the only ones who get to the platform. Well, I determined we're not doing that because the Bible says multiply So, I'm like, multiply what's on my life. Well, one of the things in my life is preaching, leading, pastoring. So, I needed to go, right, let's get a whole lot of pastors going, but let's get some preachers going. And through our services here in Perth, we've got 12, and I worked here, we've got seven now through our campuses. We've got actually 19 preachers in Global Heart Church family. 19. That's awesome. But I'm doing it because the mandate from the Lord is Jared, be fruitful and multiply. Multiply what's on your life. Raise up pastors, raise up leaders, raise up preachers. Don't just let it all come back to you, the one couple. And I think, uh, I think we're going to see that more and more around the church world as the years go by. So what's on your life? What have you got on you? What are you just keeping to you when we need you to release that and multiply that and put that into other people in the kingdom and, uh, and actually that's why yesterday with influential was so powerful and so important because a whole lot of people who can go independently in business, we're doctors, we're business people, company owners, they can all go independently but they're choosing to come together because it's wisdom, they're raging against the enemy and his independence, becoming interdependent. So in the years and decades to come, All those influential people who rocked up yesterday will be effective and fruitful in God's kingdom. Can somebody say amen? We're so good. So I want to encourage you. Well, I said it the other week. You know, we love Doc Brown, the prophet, who said to Marty McFly at the end of every movie, your future is what you make it. So make it a good one. Your future is what you make it. So make it a good one. Now, the only challenge with that is that's half true. It's a, it's a half truth because you have to play your part, but you have to say to the Lord, what is my part? What is my part? What is my part? Lord, show me my gifts, show my talents, show me my calling in the house and then in the world, in the community. And as you do, God says, I'll make your future great. I can't ultimately make my future great. It's only God. God. You know Romans eight twenty eight says this, it says and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His what, purpose, for those whom He foreknew He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, in order that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. Bible telling us right there that God works everything for good to those who are called according to His purpose. Now listen. We are all called, according to His purpose, everybody who's in here is saved. And it says, For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined. That means those who God knew would make a decision for Him. Those who would make Him Lord of their life, they put their faith in what He did on the cross. He foreknew what you would do. And so because of your decision, He then predestined you to be conformed to the image of His Son. But it says then that we are called. Now, if you're walking are called to His purpose. Listen, you're going somewhere. You cannot get near God and not be walking in a purpose. You're called to, God doesn't call you to nothing. He calls you to something. He doesn't call you to, He calls everybody to purpose. Now you may not get that yet. You may not understand that yet. You may be naive of that. You may just not get it. But the Bible says for those who are called to it and are walking in it, listen, everything will work together for good. You're like, what? Everything will work together for good. And by the way, you don't call anyone you don't have a plan for. God doesn't call any person he doesn't then have a plan for. God doesn't say, hey, I'm calling you. Come to me. But when you get here, I got nothing. I don't know. I got nothing. Angels, you got anything? Uh, Holy Spirit, you got anything? I got nothing with this one. No, God calls you because he's got a plan for you. Now you got to walk in it. And those who walk in the plan, God says, I'll work it for good even when it's terrible. So when I've had 41 years of highs, mountaintops, joys, blessings, but then challenges and difficulties and problems, and boy, that went wrong and that didn't work, and God, how are you going to ever do anything good out of that? And then God reminds me, Romans 8:28 and 29, for those who are walking in my purpose, called by me, I'll work it for good. You know, some things that I thought, Lord, I just don't get that. That was just awful. That was hard. 20 years later, I'm like, wow. Boy, that beat me up in my character. But gee, that has now stood me in good stead to be standing the next 20 years of my Christian walk. Every time I've been through something that was challenging and I gave it to God and I couldn't see it, it might take five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years. And then later I'm like, oh, gee, didn't like that. But gee, I'm glad I went through that. That has developed my character to stand strong in God's purpose, in my family, in God's plan for the next 20 years. And so here I am now, 41 years. So God will work it for good, but you've got to be in His purpose. Are you in His purpose? Are you in His purpose? Jesus didn't bring you out of slavery, out of Egypt, to leave you in the desert. He didn't. Jesus didn't bring you out of the world. Hey, I'm going to get you out of the world. I'm going to get you out of, you know, some of us, he's trying to get us out of religiosity. We're Christians, but we're religious. He's like, I'm bringing you out. That's why I took you to Global Heart Church, because they're going to be part of my plan to get you out of this religiosity routine thing you've got into. Global Heart's going to, I'm going to use Global Heart to shake you up, but it's going to be good because you're going to be in my calling. You're going to be walking with me, but I'm going to shake you up a little bit because you're not getting it. So I'm sending you there. And if it's not Pastor Jared, Pastor Spencer, one of them are going to get you. But what happens is, gee, we come out of the world, we come out of our broken life, and then we're just in the desert, in the sand. And the children of Israel walked around in the desert. They were meant to go to the promised land. They walked in a circle for 40 years. 40 years in a circle, going around and around. 40 years, like a lot of people's lives. Same, same circle, same sand, going around and around and around. And, uh, and you know what? There are Christian families who do that. Come out of the world. God saved your grandparents, great-grandparents. And now you're in the desert going, well, we go to church, but what else is there? And what we do is we think a new view of the sand is God. Oh, there's some sand there. We're up on a higher hill here. I can. That's quite a good view of that sand. <laughs> and then the, oh, a low view of the sand. God didn't bring you out of the world. If you're a Christian heritage, God didn't bring your great-grandparents grandparents out of the world so that you could be in the desert. He brought you your grandparents and brought you out of that so you'd be on your way to the promised land in His will, in His purpose, following Him, walking in His blessing, walking in His favour, knowing, oh, this is the will of God. This is fulfilling. This is amazing. And you going, wow, God, I can see what you're doing. And you begin to capture His will for your life. Everybody, time to leave the desert. Time to realize, hang on, i got to get out of this sandpit and say, Lord, help me to move forward. And here's the thing. If you get some counsel for some wise people, we've got a lot of wise people. I can point you to somebody. You'll get some counsel that will help you get out of the desert where you're beginning to be fruitful. You'll have little buds at first. There's little buds come up, little buds. And the next minute there's blossoms, then another blossom, then another blossom. And soon you'll be having generational change because you said, Lord, I want to follow you not just to the sand, but out of the desert and into the promised land. Come on, we need some promised land people at Global Heart Church. Come on. We need some promised land people. Can you stand up if you're a promised land person? Come on, just stand up. Let's have some promised land people at Global Heart Church. Come on, come on, guys, lead us. Come on. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Pastor Jared and hey we are about to close the service but before we do if you are not yet in a relationship with Jesus Pastor Jared said so beautifully we are called for a purpose you are called made designed for a purpose and you step into the purpose that you were made for by starting a relationship with Jesus. So right now, I just wanna pray for you. I'm gonna to count to three. And if you have not yet given your heart to Jesus, open your life to Jesus, just raise your hand. When I get to three, raise your hand. And we're gonna pray a very simple but powerful prayer, inviting Jesus in to your life, into your heart to start an incredible journey of purpose that you were made for. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you could just, we're just gonna count, all right? one, two. Three, if you've not yet invited Jesus into your life, given your heart to Him, raise your hand right now. Just keep raising them, keep raising them, keep raising them. So good, so good. We're good, all right. Hey, it seems like we are all good with Jesus. If you are not all good with Jesus, then I wanna encourage you, you can scan this um, QR code. The team are here to help you. We We wanna really help you be set into the plan and purpose that God has for your life. So you can scan that, get in touch with one of the team and they will help you. That's awesome. But we are at the end of our service, but don't rush off. There is coffee out there. It is good coffee, amen. But also if you've not yet been baptised, I wanna encourage you, get baptised next Sunday. It's gonna be a significant, powerful day. Who knows, only God knows what is on the other side of your baptisms. Go and ask someone, have you been baptised? Going to be powerful. Have a great day in Jesus' name. Awesome.
2: May His favor be upon you and the thousand generations, and your family,
0: and your children, and their children, and their children.